0: Hey, 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 it's your boy, Eddie D, live from Atlanta, and I want to thank you for tuning into my very first episode of The Southern Gent, so I'm going to give you a little bit of background about the show. After months and months and months of y'all asking, I'm finally bringing the show live to you. Well, not live, but you know what a nigga mean. Um, I hope you enjoy, and I hope you tune in for more episodes So let's jump right in. What's been happening in the news? What's been going on in social media? I don't know if you all watch the Oscars. I normally tune in for the fashion. And I'll admit that I didn't really watch it. And I didn't even really pay attention to the red carpet. But I did catch it the next day. And I saw a lot of great fashion. If you want to, you can definitely go to my social media. Go to Ya Southern Gent. That's Y-A Southern Gent on Twitter and See some of my favorite looks. And if you're on Facebook, you can follow me there as well. Um, What else happened at the Oscars? So Eminem, after 18 years, he finally came back to the Oscars after winning an Oscar for Lose Yourself. The performance was phenomenal. I don't know how many of you are Eminem fans, but I've been kind of off and on with his ass for a little while. Um, Then there was my girl, Jane Funda, who is over 80 and killing the game, y'all. So she said that she wasn't going to buy any more clothes because she has enough money. She's going to be doing better things with her finances, and she's the same size, so why buy new clothes? I don't know how y'all feel about that, but definitely reach out to me on social media, and let me know, if you become a rich old woman, would you eventually say, I got enough shit, I don't need anything else, I don't know if I would, I probably would still be buying shit, because I'm kind of gaudy, anyway, so... (laughs) I'll be buying up shit until the day I die, um lastly, at the Oscars, I wanted to talk about black China now, of course, just like everybody else, I was wondering why she was there. I'm not gonna lie. I was wondering why she was there, but then I was just like, Hey. Anybody can go to the Oscars if they get invited, right? Now, what she got invited for, I still don't know. But she kind of blames the questioning on racism, y'all. She was like, y'all are just racist wondering why I came to the Oscars. Well, like China, I'm not racist. I'm just very inquisitive, honey. I just be wanting to know what's really going on, right? (laughs) So, uh, following along in the news topic... I don't know if you've watched Saturday Night Live, but I haven't watched it in a long time because my Saturday nights are usually kind of busy. But I'm on a down spell right now, trying to become a homebody, y'all. Atlanta is definitely a place of partying. And if you're not disciplined enough, you can get lost. And I will admit, for the past few weekends, I've been getting lost in the sauce. But anyway... Um, RuPaul hosted Saturday Night Live. I know he's very problematic for a lot of um, people that I see on social media, but I will admit, I still like RuPaul, and who am I to say what he needs to be doing with his show? I definitely think that there's more that could be done, but I'm not a producer or anything, so... I can't be like, you need to hire this person, that person. Honey, if you don't want to watch the show, just don't watch the show, okay? <laughs> I might tune in to season 12. It's coming out soon. Um. Anyway, Justin Bieber was also a special guest, and he performed Yummy. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but... That song has grown on me, and I've only heard it in the car. I haven't downloaded it on any streaming service, but I be grinding, and I be winding to Yummy too, just like Justin Bieber singing it to me, because I I can't sing the song, but you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know, listen to it, because he's definitely done a lot of social media promotion for the song. Some of it was allegedly embarrassing. People definitely said that this is the streets talking, y'all. The streets said that it was embarrassing for him to actually put all of his um, call to actions on social media. But that's how he really got his fame. So I think he's just ahead of the game. Uh, What else happened on Saturday Night Live? Pete Davidson. um, So happy for him after his... Little dark turn. It was really funny to see him in drag. That was really cute. I think I re- shared it um on Twitter. So, check out my Twitter timeline and you can see some of the clips. What else has been in the news, y'all? Have y'all seen the video of the falling stripper? Child, I was lost for words. So, sis fell 15 if I'm not mistaken, and her name is Gina Skye. so I'm so glad she okay, but she fractured her jaw, she sprained her ankle, and she cracked a few teeth, right, but sis still came back twerking, I don't know <laughs> what was going on, but she better be employee of the month, that's what I do know, because sis still came back twerking, and I'm um, definitely here for it, I'm glad she's okay, and I, I saw that she was on GoFundMe. She had like a lot of money the last time I checked. Haven't checked recently, but she been working. She been she been um getting all that money and. I'm just wondering, what do I need to do to give me a GoFundMe? I ain't getting on no pole. I ain't, you know, trying to hurt myself. But, you know, holler at me. Let me know what I can do to give me a GoFundMe. One of my friends asked me, is it tax-free? You definitely know that she was of the other persuasion. So, I thought, I don't know. Like, I didn't think about that. But is it tax-free? Somebody out there let me know if it's tax-free. Because if it is... I definitely need me one of them. I'm, I'll am i have a financial expert on the show eventually. So, tune in. I'm going to have a lot of shows about life, about love, about um, inspiration, getting your fitness on. It's just going to be a, a fun time. Tune in for the wretchedness. Tune in for a lot of drama. Because drama is what... <laughs> that people have been asking for. And for some people, we don't have drama in our lives. So we just keep the drama on our timeline. So that way we can stay entertained. Now, don't lie. I know you're entertained by the drama, even though it's not yours. You still be looking and you still be laughing because I be seeing y'all. Facebook is messy. Twitter is messy. They tell me what y'all be liking. And I had to check myself too because somebody... (laughs) <laughs> my friend Kara, shout out to Cara for helping me get my life together, she told me that she was sick of seeing BBC across her timeline, and I was like, "Ooh, what do you mean, girl? She was sick of seeing the likes and stuff, y'all, and she was saying every bottom in Atlanta she don't need to see, and I was like, oops, because I sure used to like them little videos, you know, <laughs> a little freaky, but, who's gonna stop me? I'm no, nobody. Who gonna check me boo? So what else happened? Oh, shout out to Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. Um, their 12 year old will now be known as Zaya. She released um well Gabrielle posted a video today and the thing that stuck out to me from the video of Zaya speaking was um be true to yourself. And that was so impactful, especially for me, because even at 32 years old, um, it took a long time for me to really embrace who I was. And I think it was so important for a 12-year-old y'all to be speaking these words to people and having it resonate with adults, with um children, with people of all ages. So, shout out to Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union for being, for one, couple goals. And for two, just being awesome as parents. I think that was dope. So, yeah, shout out to them. I don't know if y'all have heard, but um, <laughs> our cousin Jesse um, it has faced new charges as of Tuesday. And if I read correctly, it said that there was a six count indictment stemming from his incident in January of 2019. So I have been very quiet on this subject and I haven't really talked about it, but let me give you my source first, right? So it's law, um, according to a prosecutor in Chicago that uh, yeah, I have to give receipts honey receipts, so I have been really quiet on this topic, mostly because I've been kind of torn, and for one, I was in full support of Jesse when it first came out. I was posting, um, re- I was retweeting articles, retweeting pictures in support, saying, you know, justice for Jesse, and I was all for it. And then when the allegations came out, I was kind of like, well, damn. But there's been plenty of times where victims have been falsely accused of giving false testimony or false um, charges. And I was still there. But then (laughs) I saw all the memes that y'all be posting and sharing and it tickled me. But I was so conflicted after that because uh, shit progressed and apparently there were more charges against them and they were dropped. But then these new indictments are coming and it's kind of like, whoa, whoa, honey, I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but hey, I'm still going to tune in to see what's happening. So definitely check out my social media handles for more information on that as it progresses. And I'm going to talk about this broom challenge only because I made a post about it. And it kind of offended some people, but I'm kind of like... Whatever. If you're offended, then keep it moving. The room challenge was something that I didn't believe because I saw like two or three posts and then I forgot I had a room (laughs) y'all. I actually didn't have one. I just had a Swiffer cause I don't know why. I think I'm just Lazy and didn't want to go to the store, but anyway, my friends bought me one because they were like, Every household needs a broom. Anyway, I stuck the broom up, and because of the gravitational pull and all that NASA shit, it stood up. Now, a lot of people thought it was some type of hocus pocus, but I was just like, Whoa, because I could actually feel the pull, and I don't know if it was because I had a little bit of wine, which. Definitely could have been the reason, but I was so amazed. And then I get back on Facebook, and it's like a 100 people posting about the broom. And I'm like, ugh, let the broom go. And of those 100 people, I would say about 30% of them probably should have did what I did, just not posted the picture because that house was a mess. And I can say it because my house was a mess. So why would you post these pictures? Knowing that your house looked nasty. Somebody said that they should have been sweeping the flow instead of standing the room up. And to be honest, I don't like to talk about people's houses. But I I was just shamed for them. Okay? Because I know people probably screenshotted it and sent it to their friends. I know they did. I didn't. <laughs> but I know somebody else did. <laughs> So, if y'all tuned into The Real Housewives of Atlanta on Sunday, it was really, really messy. And I'm a person of nonviolence, but if I was Tanya, I would have had to put hands on Kenya. If you haven't watched it, you probably need to skip forward a few minutes because I'm going to give you some real too, right? So, Kenya is all upset. She didn't speak to Tanya you could tell she was already kind of pressed, and she sat down very, very, like, girl, get your life, and from then, Tanya was trying to have the conversation, trying to be a grown-ass woman about it, but Kenya just went and left, and i was never been a fan of Kenya's, never really, no, I've not been a fan of Kenya's, I will say that. But she was, she was just too out of pocket. And Tanya was too nice, but I love it because it would have been me too for a little while. But, when I found out that you invited the Cookie lady, and for y'all that haven't been tuning in, the Cookie lady is someone who came who approached a few of the housewives and told them that uh, Tanya's fiance was like all in her face and Kenya had the audacity to invite the cookie lady to brunch where Tanya is and Tanya is just sitting at the table she's entertaining the cookie lady and cookie lady kind of went left too I was like cookie lady you ain't even on the show like that what did you get in all crunk for and I probably would have put hands on Kenya and the cookie lady but I am a non-violent person so we definitely speak nonviolence and uh, Back in my day, I will say I would have put hands on her. But now, as a grown-ass um, 32-year-old, I would have definitely read Kenya for filth and put her in her place because she knew she was wrong. Tanya, you should have threw your drink for good TV, but I'm I'm proud of you, Tanya. I'm proud of you, girl. And let's see, one last thing that was in the news that I heard. I don't know if y'all heard about this, but Las Vegas' KTNB, Channel 13 News, said that a local filmmaker was making a Tupac movie. But get this, y'all. Tupac is allegedly alive in this movie. They're talking about Tupac, The Great Escape. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're saying that he escaped from the hospital and had a body double and actually moved to New Mexico to be taken care of by the Navajo tribe. And I'm like, really? You bringing the Navajo tribe into this? Come on now. Come on, honey. No, get it together. So that's all I'm gonna talk about it in the news. Um, I'm gonna be bringing you guests that come on to talk about specific topics like financial literacy, politics, um, and it's gonna be messy for them, <laughs> it's gonna be petty from me. And the only reason I say messy is because they're gonna talk about everything with me. So we're gonna discuss the topics of the day. Topics of the week, I'm sorry. Not of the day because I'm not bringing it to you daily. I'm thinking about bringing it to you weekly, but we'll see how this goes. It's the first episode. But what I also wanted to do was have people send in questions. Since today is Valentine's Day, Um, happy Valentine's Day to the singles and to the people in couples, couples, in relationships, y'all. Duh, it's the wine. I'm drinking a really good cab. That's Cabernet Sauvignon for you people who do not drink wine. I'm here for you as your connoisseur, okay? But anyway, there were a few people sending questions and Valentine's Day is here. This is a date with Eddie. And I'm glad you're spending some time with me <laughs> and learning about me and what I think. And good shit is going to really be beneficial to you. Not just a regular podcast, but something that you can really benefit from. So be sure to stay tuned. Um, the first topic that they wanted to me to discuss was friends with benefits So, I recently had a conversation with someone, and they were really not into the friends with benefits thing, but I can say that I have actually had a few successful friends with benefits, and it wasn't anything romantic, it wasn't anything with labels besides friends with benefits, and really, it didn't even have a label, it was just what we did, right? but there were boundaries that were set, of course. So I think that friends with benefits can actually work. It can be very, um, effective. (laughs) I like that word for people who are single and maybe not ready to fully commit, but it has to be really communicated um, in the beginning, really, and set those boundaries, and for some people, it is putting a label on it, and sometimes you may need a contract, something that you sign, because I'm all for consent, right, and (laughs) I'm here for the prenups. Anyway, uh, another topic that someone wanted me to discuss was being friends with your ex. Now, this one is a tough one for me because I've tried this a couple of times and it ain't worked. So, I'm very biased on this. Friends with your ex, there are people who I consider something like an ex, but not really an ex. So, I think it can work for people. I've seen it, you know, done well, even with um, co-parenting, with um, business relationships of people who were once even married or just, you know, together. So, I think it can work if you have that maturity, which not a lot of people I know would be able to handle that. Now, there are some, but not a lot. Now, some people will say that they can, but I don't think that they really can, Um, and uh, another topic that someone wanted me to talk about was dating after 30, but I don't really believe in like the age thing because people mature at different levels and where I'm at 32 is not where some of my friends are. And that's not me saying that I'm at a higher level, they're at a higher level, Or, you know, we're on different levels. What I'm saying is they have matured in certain areas that I'm still growing in. And that's just real, real shit. You know, I'm still growing. What they say in the church. I'm just living. Mm -mm, No, that's Michael Jackson. Oops, that's Stevie Wonder. Just enough for the sit tag. (laughs) Okay, so the last topic was, um, dating after 30, but then she changed it because I kind of was, like, against that question because she's a really good friend, and I was like, girl, give me something else, and (laughs) she was like, well, what about dating after your HIV diagnosis? And for me, that was um, an interesting topic because this week I saw someone post about their experience of being on dating apps and disclosing on their profile that they were living with HIV. And a lot of people stood up in support of um, this person because they were very well aware of the topic. And so I was really... I shed a thug tear, y'all. I did because um, I've been working in HIV for the past, oh, Lord, I'm getting old, y'all. 16 years. That's half my life. So I've been working in the field for all these years, and that's not something that people have really been as open to on dating apps. On dating apps, you see, I've even experienced people messaging me saying, um, I want to do blah, 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 blah to you, but I don't want the HIV. And so instantly I'm like, do I read this asshole or do I go into education? And for me, it's been more so of whatever mood I'm in because I'm not at work. And that's going to be another topic of working in the field of HIV and being a person who serves the community that you're also a part of. Well, child, that can be a whole episode. But anyway, I have experienced the stigma, the discrimination, uh, undating after my diagnosis. But because I have the experience that I have, it's not been something that has, um, affected, like, my self-esteem, it's really more so, um, something that has built my strength, really, uh, accepting rejection, because you even see on people's profiles, only clean people, or, um, only clean, and, um, drug and disease-free, and so, it's like, well, That kind of knocks me out of the punch. But whatever. So what one person don't like, there's probably a few other people that will. So actually, dating after my diagnosis hasn't been as tough. It's been more uh, disparaging to see some of the comments and some of the profiles with the negative and... um, the negative connotation of HIV. So I definitely understand people who get off of these sites. I understand when people don't disclose their status immediately on profiles because it takes time. And you definitely want to make sure that this is going to be someone that is not um, going to take your information and actually use it negatively against you because there have been plenty of people that I've known who have fought court cases who have been outed on social media and it's something that should be our own truth that we disclose so it's not um it's not fair for people living with HIV in order to have to disclose their status or feel that they have to disclose their status before it's actually um, time. Because some people actually um, don't necessarily engage in sexual activities with people. And why do they have to know if you're not having sex with them if y'all not fucking so it's it's up to the the person in their comfort level now it's also in my opinion it's up to the other person to talk about it as well because I feel like every party should be aware of their status and should be asking their interested persons or their love interests. they boo bay. Um, situation nigga, or whatever you call them, you should be talking to your partner about their HIV status. National Black HIV and AIDS Awareness Day just passed on the 7th. There's a lot of awareness days that goes on through the years. You should definitely know about it, but I'm not here to beat you over the head with HIV information. I just needed to be on my soapbox real quick because she kind of blew my mind with that dating after HIV status and dating after an HIV diagnosis. And I really just wanted to talk about it. <laughs> but make sure that you guys are tuning in. Um, I will be bringing the next episode to you in two weeks. So stay tuned on my social media handles. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ya southern Gent. That's Y A. Southern Gent. Um, you can send me an email at IGOBY Eddie, E D D I E at Gmail dot com. And send me your topics that you want me to talk about. I already got some coming up. It's gonna be hot and juicy. Some like it wet. <laughs> um, and what else? I'm excited for this first episode. I hope that you all enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning in. And be sure to follow me to keep up with the latest news. Ciao, darling.